Welcome to Pharaoh Mr. Nice Guy, and I am your host, MNG. And today, the topic that we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about validating your feelings. And why does it matter to have your feelings validated? Now, in most cases, people would think that you shouldn't have your feelings validated. It doesn't matter. But it matters in any case. It matters in relationships. It matters at work. Your feelings do matter. And I want to address this situation because I went through an issue or a situation with an ex and I wanted to get my feelings validated. And I'm going to tell you the story of what happened. And I want your opinion. I want to know if you believe that I was in a right or I was in a wrong. A lot of people believe, well, from the people that I've told, they believe that I was in a right. But it's subjective. Everybody's opinion is different. I don't expect your opinion to be like mine. Although I'm the one that had to go through the story, I lived through the situation. We're going to talk about why does it matter that your feelings is validated, especially when you're in a relationship. And it also goes along with parenting as well. You want to make sure that when you're raising your kids or your child, that their feelings are validated, their voices are being heard. And it's easy to say, but sometimes we get caught up in so much work and other issues and situations that we forget that we need to validate our kids' feelings. Now, when my son was growing up, and this was right around like five, six years old, he was in the kindergarten, first grade, and he was having issues in school. Now, I believe that this was because of the transition that happened when he left the shelter with his mom and came live with me. I believe there was some attachment or protection that he had going on during that time that he was with his mother that maybe he wanted to protect her from. It kind of did something to um, the transition that he was going through from living in that current situation to come and live with me. And even though it was maybe three or four months that they were in the shelter, it was such a small period of time. But I sat down with him, and even though he was acting out in school, and my first mindset, and you know, I'll be honest, my first mindset was I should whoop him because that's kind of what it's kind of what I know. You act up as a kid, you get a whoop. I came from an era where you had to go to a tree and pull your own switch off the tree to get whooped with. That's the era that I, I essentially came from. You know, whether your neighbors would say, hey, go in the back, go to that bush and get a switch and I won't bring it back. And don't bring back a flimsy one at that. That's the era I came from. So when we acted up as kids, it was kind of known that if we get caught, we were going to get the switch. And we wanted to avoid getting the switch as much as possible. So we made sure, damn sure, that if we were acting up, we wouldn't get caught. So when it came to my son, I knew that I had to try a different approach because whoopings wasn't working. 
So I tried to have conversation with him, ask him what is wrong, what is going on, is it something going on in school, is somebody picking on you? Teacher will call me or send me an email and say, hey, he's not focusing in school. He's not finishing his work. He's very talkative. He wasn't much of a class clown, but he did a lot of talking. A lot of talking, a lot of playing around. He did a lot of that stuff. I even had him sit down with the school counselor. And I'm like, and I told the counselor, I said, hey, you know, it is a transition from him living with his mom to come living with me. Maybe that's the issue. Maybe he misses his mom. That could be it. But he would sit in the counseling sessions and he wouldn't say anything. The counselor would ask him what's going on. He would say nothing. I would have conversations with him, daily conversations. We'll have conversations on the way to school. We'll have conversations on the way home. How was your day? How did class go? Was everything okay? And he wouldn't say anything. Or if he did say anything, he would just say, well, it was fine. It was okay. He wasn't very talkative. And I thought that was another issue of the transition of him not being with his mom anymore. And then there were times where she was supposed to pick him up, but didn't pick him up. And he would see me and then he would just act out. So I wanted to make sure that I kind of validated or I kind of listened to how he felt and how he and paid attention to how he responded to certain things so I can address them accordingly. Now, this is the kind of relationship you want to help cultivate listening, understand, and making sure that whomever you're dealing with, especially your kids, that their feelings are being heard and they're being validated. Now, knowing yourself, you want to know how you operate emotionally. And this goes for men and women. I know a lot of men will probably say, or some men, I'm not going to say all men, but probably a, a vast, probably a great deal of men probably would say, well, I don't need to address my feelings. That's not a part of me that I will have to deal with. I know what I need to do. I'm a man and we handle things differently. That's how we do it. If that's how you feel, I'm not going to try to change your mind. I'm not going to try to convince you in any kind of way. Because that's how you recognize yourself. You see yourself as this ironclad, closed off emotionally person. As long as you do right by your family or do right by yourself or do right by your wife, do right by your kids, whether it's financially or being very protective, you feel like you don't have to address your emotions. Unfortunately, what that also means is, and I'm not going to say it's toxic masculinity. That's not what it is. It's really just not being in tune with your emotions. And you probably came from a background where you didn't have to be in tune with your emotions. I came from a background where I didn't have to be in tune with my emotions. But I also realized that when it came to raising a child, I had to be more in tune with my emotions. That was the only way that I would, that I felt like I would be able to understand and communicate with my son. I couldn't be the all day disciplinarian on his head, forceful, bottle up your emotions, don't take no shit from nobody, forceful self. I couldn't do that. I tried that approach and it didn't work. But when I started to talk to him and listen to him 
and hear what his feelings were and becoming more in tune with myself and my feelings, then things started to make sense. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, it made me start to understand why women are so nurturing to their kids. It's because it resonates with them a little better because they're a little bit more in tune with their emotions than their counterparts. They're a little bit more in tune with their emotions. And I understand. But I wouldn't say that being closed off emotionally is toxic. It's just a way or method men were raised in. Some men, not all men, but some men were just raised in that. Now, when it comes to being validated in your emotions or getting validation for your emotions from other people. Now, let me tell you the situation that I was in. I was dating this young lady. And she had two kids. Now, one day, we had made plans to go to the fireworks. Now, the fireworks was up in the suburbs. And my dad and and his wife and his family was going to the same fireworks. So, we decided we was all going to meet up together. Now, why is that important to the story? It's very important to the story. Because I think this person actually sabotaged the reason why they couldn't make it. So, her and her daughters end up going to a party prior to coming to the fireworks. Now the party was all the way on the east side of town. Now we were on like the south side of, of the city. So it was like down river, so to speak. So it was, it was kind of like the west side, but like southwest for the most part. So we're over at the park and we're getting set up. It was me and my siblings. So we're over there, we're having a good time. They're at the carnival. We sit down, I'm talking to my dad. I get a phone call. I say, hey, I'm on my way, but I forgot my purse. So I got to go back. And I'm like, well, how do you walk out the door and forget your purse? I mean, I know it happens. I know it happens. But at some point in time, before you leave out the parking lot and you get on the freeway, you do realize you ain't got your purse. But I ain't say nothing. I ain't even sweat it. I said, okay, fine. You forgot your purse. They go back and get it. They come back. All the streets are blocked off. So they couldn't get in. So they called me and said, hey, I can't get in. I said, oh, okay. But then they had just had surgery. They had got a, like a BBL or whatever. And like a little tummy took. They also said like, well, I wouldn't be able to walk that way anyways. So I'm like, well, what's the whole point of us setting up this, this activity if you wasn't going to be able to walk to the area that we were initially going to be in? So the fireworks go off. Me and my siblings and we enjoy ourselves. So we go back to my truck. So then I get another phone call like, hey, I really wanted you to meet my kids. Now I haven't met her kids, but she really wanted me to meet her kids this night. So I'm like, all right, well, we down here. Um, I'm about 20 minutes from the house. Now, if you have ever been to the fireworks, you know that traffic is crazy trying to leave especially when you're leaving at the end of the fireworks it's crazy i mean cars everywhere people everywhere traffic everywhere if you're not driving on people grass and driving around barriers you're not getting out and then the police officers they do the best they can with directing traffic it's not the best so you just work with what you have so we're stuck in traffic and she's like, well, I can just meet you at your house. I'm like, all right, cool. 
So I'm trying to go home. And I'm the kind of person I try to satisfy the person that I'm with. I try to. Well, I try to be as accommodating or or compromise as much as I can. No, within reason. I'm not about to bend over backwards where I need to go to a chiropractor after the relationship. That's not what I'm going to do. So I'm driving down and I get there and I receive multiple phone calls prior to my arrival. Like, well, you know, my kids are getting sleepy and I'm like, okay, well, go home. It's two o'clock in the morning. You want me to meet your kids at two o'clock in the morning? But they stayed at my house. So I get there. And my siblings get out. They get in their car. They pull off. I'm talking to the young lady. Hey, what's going on? I meet her daughters. Tried to offer them some ice cream, but the ice cream was melted. Stupid move on my part. But I was like, no, whatever. She asked me, could uh, I put gas in her car? I said, no, I don't have it. Can't put gas in your car. I don't have it. So like, well, can you at least follow me to the gas station? All right, 2 o'clock in the morning, I'll follow you to the gas station. Make sure you get to the gas station safe, and then you on your way. Gas station like two blocks away. We get, we get to the pump. Oh, can you put some gas in my car? I just told you. I don't have no money to put gas in your car. I don't have it. She asks again, can you put some gas in my car? I don't have the money to put gas in your car. So finally, after she begged me and begged me and begged me, I break down, I put the gas in, and her truck took premium. So I put so I put it in there, I put as much as I could in there. So I'm talking to her, and she's like, well, I'm about to leave because, you know, the kids are tired. And I'm like, you know, I ain't seen you all day. You rushed me to get home, and now you're just about to just pull off. So I go home, and I, I go to sleep, sleep on it. Didn't even bother me, right? Next day, I'm thinking, I'm like, did she just use me for my gas and then pull off? This argument, argument lasted about two weeks. We kept having a conversation on and off because I didn't feel right. I didn't feel right. My emotions were in a stir. And I kept asking her, I'm like, hey, you know, I didn't really feel right about that night. I feel like you came over and you just used me for gas. Like, you didn't make it to the fireworks. And then when I come over there, you ask me to go to the gas station. I follow you to the gas station. And then you get the gas. And then you end our conversation abruptly. And then you go home. Her consensus was, is, well, I just spent $7,000 on the surgery. I don't need your money. But my thought process is this. Regardless of how much money you spend, it doesn't mean that you still can't use people for whatever you want. Whether it's gas, whether it's time, whether it's money, whatever the case is, you can still use people. So we kept having this conversation over and over again because I just wasn't feeling right about it. It was it really had me in a stir. And that's when I realized that I needed my feelings validated. I needed somebody that could hear me. When I talk about how I felt, whether I was talking about how I felt you in a pleasurable way, in a loving way, or in a disgruntled way, I need all those feelings validated. Whether it, it could be curiously, it could be a curious conversation I'm having with you, but I need my feelings validated. If I'm telling you how I feel, I need my feelings validated. I need you to hear everything that I am saying. So I can be validated and I can know that in this relationship, whatever I say to you, 
you're going to hear me. But she didn't hear me out. The only thing that she can keep saying, I spent $7,000 for a surgery. I don't need your money. Do you know what I do for a living? Like, you don't make enough money to be used. But little to me at this point. And I'm saying, listen, I'm just telling you how I feel. That's all I'm doing. I'm just telling you how I feel. I think that's worth a lot more than what you're saying. And she's like, well, you stupid for feeling like that. You stupid for thinking that. I just spent $7,000. That was her whole basis of conversation was the fact that she spent all this money to get her body right. All this money to get her body right. And I'm like, but that's not the point. The point is, I'm telling you how I felt about the situation. I'm not saying that's what you actually did. I'm saying that's how I felt about the situation and how I feel should matter. It should matter to you. But the fact that I could not shake this feeling and she didn't make me feel comfortable in a relationship to be able to talk about how I felt, I ended the relationship. And she told me, she said, if you want to keep feeling like that and you want to keep bringing this up and it's going to be a conversation, then you can walk out the door. I didn't hesitate. And I walked out that door. And I say this for any woman. I say this for any man that is listening to me talk right now. Your feelings need to be validated. Never let a person, man or woman, make you feel like your voice is not heard. Your feelings do not matter. It matters. It matters 110%. If you cannot be vulnerable in a relationship, if you can't have the conversations, if you cannot be on the same page with the other person, for them to know and understand that, hey, when I come to you and tell you how I feel on the inside, and something is just not sitting right with me, I need to know that it's being heard. And if it's not being heard, then maybe you should not be in that relationship and it is time to walk away. I say that with with the most passion that I can possibly give. Walk away. There is no reason your feelings should never, never be validated in a relationship. There is no reason you cannot be vulnerable in a relationship. If that person loves you like they say they do, you matter to them. Your feelings matter to them. If you said that you have feelings about how something happened at Thanksgiving and they shrug it off and they don't want to listen, I'm not saying leave right then and there, but it is worth a conversation about why your feelings are not being validated in this relationship at this point in time. I'm sorry, I am very, very passionate about this. When it happened to me, I realized on both ends how I made people feel when they told me about how they felt about something and I didn't validate their feelings. I didn't hear what they had to say. I didn't listen for understanding. I listened to respond because I wanted to diminish the situation. But when I tried to diminish the situation, I diminished that person. I diminished them out of the relationship. I diminished their feelings. I completely avoided what they had to say because I wasn't listening to understand. And when you put yourself in that situation, you tend to close your partner off. 
And then they won't come talk to you. They won't have nothing to say. And then you're sitting there wondering what's wrong with them. And you're asking a million and one questions to try to get one simple answer. But they no longer trust you with their feelings. They no longer trust you in a most vulnerable state. They no longer trust you with their sensitivity because you have already shown that they are not important to you. Their feelings are not important. They have not. They are not validated anymore. You have taken all that away. Every last bit of energy that they could possibly give to that relationship has been given up because they no longer feel safe in their emotions and I was in that situation and it was so frustrating I walked out that door and I I was so frustrated because my feelings weren't validated for the first time of many times and this was the first time I actually spoke on how I felt about something I felt myself being so much more in tune with myself and I wasn't I wasn't validated. Imagine being a kid and you're trying to talk to your parents about, about how you feel about something. And probably one of the most vulnerable states and sensitive states that a child could be in, adolescent, teenager, and they feel like they're not being heard. Their feelings are not being validated. They can't trust you with anything. They can't trust you with their emotions. They can't trust you with their vulnerable state. They can't trust you. They can't be vulnerable. They can't be open. You lose them. You lose anyone when you don't validate how they feel. It is very essential. It is very important to know. I am very serious about this topic because I've I've been through it. I had to go back to the drawing board and look at myself and say, how many people feelings didn't you validate? Friends, parents, parents came and talked to me and said, hey, I got this going on and I laughed it off or I joked it off or a friend came to me and told me about how they felt and I laughed it off and joked it off. I didn't validate how they felt. Some people may take it with a grain of salt. Some people may shrug and say, you know what? He just talking. He ain't serious. I'm serious. You gotta validate people's feelings. You have to. I don't know any other way to say it. I don't know any other way to put it. You have to listen to understand. Everything is just, you, everything is not just shrugged off. I'll leave you with this. I challenge you to think back to a time when your feelings was not validated. Think back to a time where you tried to be open with somebody and they wouldn't be open. They didn't listen to understand. They weren't trying to hear what you had to say. Think back to a time when you were a kid and you tried to explain something to your parents and they didn't hear you. Think back to that time. Really, really think back and understand what led you to be where you are now. Do you always think that your feelings were validated? You were always heard? Because I can tell you, when I was a kid, I wasn't always heard. My feelings wasn't always validated. I was left empty on many nights. I challenge you to look deep. As deep as you can and as far back as you can. And see whether your feelings were validated. That's it for our episode. I'll see you on the next go around. Be sure to subscribe. You can always drop us a line at farewellmrniceguy at gmail.com.
Thanks for joining us on this unfiltered journey where fair woman's a nice guy. We hope today's conversation brought you fresh insights and a renewed embrace of authenticity. To keep the canon vibes flowing, hit the subscribe button for more thought-provoking episodes and share the podcast with your friends. As we wrap up, keep embracing your true self, navigating life's twists and making connections truly count. Until next time, remember that your journey to authenticity and growth is one to cherish.